Thank you, and welcome to this teaching from Today Evangelical Ministries. Today Evangelical Ministries is dedicated to teaching the undiluted truth of God's Word. Here is Dr. Emeka Ozrumba as he brings today's teaching. May the Lord bless you as you listen. So this evening, if you bear with us, we'll deal with one small question, and then we're going to have some in-house type of service we'll do. Among myself here that obviously will not be online. And that's a resp- I'm responding to a question. I said something one time, somebody didn't question in it. But let's clear it because everything that you hear from me is going to be the way the Spirit of God leads me to do it. I said that I do not have any expectations that someone who is truly transformed of God who is now a child of God, should not have any expectation from God. You see, remember last time I said something, it was, it was wonderful in this place, and our members answered it very brilliantly. I said, does the devil, I asked that question, does the devil fear God? Anybody ordinary would say, of course he fears God. The devil fears God. He trembles before God. But in, spiritually, the devil does not fear God. Because the fear of God, according to Proverbs 8.13, is to depart from evil. So whosoever goes around claiming to be a child of God, but in reality does not obey God, does not fear God. There's only one way to fear God, is to depart from him. And that's why Job was saying that, you see, this is actually what spiritual understanding is all about. In Job 28.28, he said, well, you know one thing? Wisdom is when you say what? I fear God. You know, anybody can proclaim that. I can go and proclaim that. I say, I fear God. But all that is nonsense. Except I actually, what? Depart from evil. That's what then understanding. And if you look at Proverbs 24, 3. He said, well, this is understanding. Understanding establishes, he says. Right? It establishes one. Why wisdom can build? With wisdom and knowledge, you can build a house if you want to build a house. But without understanding, that house could be standing on what? On sand. Exactly. On sand. It will sink because there's no understanding. So when somebody says, I love God, I go to church, I do whatever I want to do, but in reality, you don't obey him, you don't love him. Are we all together? So giving to God I don't know if I, I, I really truly use to God. Are we really giving to God? I'm talking about giving without expectation. You know what I mean by expectations is this. If this God in his own, I mean, abundant mercy and love would turn around and look down from heaven to touch a human being like myself, that was dead in sin, just like you in sin, and drew me and told me to come and look up to him, what else would I be expecting? One who is born of God, who is totally transformed by God, his expectation is what? What would be his expectation? The only expectation, what is that? eternal life. Please understand me. You see, I'm talking about, remember we'll be talking about total transformation. 
There is nothing wrong being expectant. There is nothing wrong being expectant. But there is one thing I want to caution everybody. Let not your expectation quench the spirit of God. What I mean that you begin to give something, say you are giving unto God. Because normally you have not, I don't think anyone has heard me talking about giving. And I'm not here preaching and asking anyone to give. Please, that's not the issue. If you reveal our archives and go to sowing seed, you can see what I mean by actually sowing seed. When something comes from your heart, willingly, freely, nobody pressing you, no obligation, no compulsion. It's just something that's coming from you. That because the Spirit of God stirs your heart and turns you to give for his work, that is what the one that God will accept. Any other thing you do because you want to get something out of it, God will not accept it because you already got in your reward. Are you, are you with me here? So one actually, that's why I said, okay, 2 Corinthians, right? 9, 7, and 8. Corinthians 9, 7, and 8. Yes. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, mm -hmm. not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, mm -hmm. may have an abundance for every good work. So my question here is that who is a cheerful giver? Because... You know, in churches, let me tell you, you know, in churches, this very verse, they will use to skim people out, to just get whatever they can get, right? Yeah. But that's not what God is talking about. Who is a cheerful giver? A cheerful, cheerful giver is the one that does it willingly, selflessly, listen to me, very selflessly. There's no selfishness in it at all. One who gives without expectation of what you get from God. Because you are doing it because you love God. And you are grateful. Now, try to make sure you get that right. If I give something that's coming from my heart, I'm talking about the born again child of God. But I'm doing it because I love my God. And I'm grateful. Grateful for what? Grateful for what he has done for me. Because I'm only giving what he's given to me. He entrusted something into my own hands. And saying, give me small let it come from my heart. I will not grumble. Do you know that some people, there are some people who are like, you give them some human beings, even some friends. You give them something. That's when actually you will know. Remember when it comes to money and other things. You give a friend money right now and say, keep this money for me. That's not his money or her money. Remember that. And one day you say, well, can I have that money back? Do you know that you, 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 it might cause problems? Why? Because, okay, no, no, no. Maybe greedy. But even if I told you he gives you that money, they took that, they say $100, and he gives you back $100. Do you know from somebody who is of the world what is going on in his, in his, in his mind? I wonder what you're going to, what? Give me. Now, what I'm saying is this. The world, do you know, for all human beings, it is engraved in our blood. And let me put it in, really engraved in our blood. What is engraved in our blood? Number one, you see, self-preservation, selfishness is there. Even a kid of today. A kid of today, I'm telling you, so selfish. 
And so he wants to preserve. But you see, someone who is born of God knows that your life is in Christ. Everything you do is to set your mind on things that are above. And when you give unto the work of God, it is then a duty is given to you to perform. And the scripture tells us that whoever does his, his duty, does that person expect reward or thank you? And unprofitable servant, right? Yeah. So that's why our own mind, whenever we do something, we search whatever we're doing, we search our heart and search our mind. Has it turned it? Ephesians 4 17, please. Ephesians 4 17. Yes. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord uh -huh. that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. In the futility of their mind. But how does he want us to walk? Read me verse 23 and 24, please. Ephesians 4, 23 and 24. Yes. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind mm -hmm. and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. In true righteousness and holiness. What is this true mind? He's talking about, read me Colossians, please. Three, one to two. Colossians 3, 1 to 2. Yes. If then you were raised with Christ, mm -hmm. seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, one who is born of him, the mind is set on above. What's the mind set on above? Set on what? Eternity. Yes. Eternal life. Otherwise, if I am selfish and I give as the people of the world, they give. Then what's the difference? You see, there cannot be one who is born again. The spirit and the mind is everything different. And that's exactly how you can do something. You're not expecting anything from God. Because God has already done it. Our God Almighty sacrifices only begotten Son for you. And then what else do we expect from him? He has done it. We have to thank him and follow what he wants to do because he will never fail. But if we worry about the things of this world of the flesh, then whatever we give will be of no use to, to God. Now let's put it this way. You know why? Because God abhors a wicked giver. And there is nothing in this life that can make what? Any sacrifice be preferred to obedience. It's not possible. There is nothing in this world you can do, God, except you obey and follow what is there. God abhors a wicked giver or sacrifice. Psalm, please. 66, 18. Psalm 66, 18. Yes. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. No matter whatever I give, now listen to me. And there's iniquity in my heart. There's unforgiveness in my heart. There's hatred in my heart. There's a single human being I have not forgiven. I don't love enough perfectly, as clearly as God wants me to love. God will not hear. No matter what. Because why? Heaven and earth, they all belong to who? Then what can you give to God? There's nothing you can give to God. You can't bribe him. You cannot say, I'm doing this thing, oh, so... God will do this. No. 
God wants to, first of all, his only sacrifice. Give me Psalm 5117, please. Psalm 51:17. Yes. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, mm-hmm. a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. A broken and obedient heart. This is the one the Lord will accept. But anything that is wicked, there is no way God can accept a heart that is wicked, that is mean, that is unforgiving. A heart that speaks evil. A heart that is very different, what? Contrary to the mouth. The heart is different. The mouth speaks different. We're giving it there and God is saying, look at What are you wasting your time? You might as well go back. Because I will not accept it. Let me Proverbs 15, 8, please. Proverbs 15, 8. Yes. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. Mm-hmm. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. When somebody is doing something that is not pleasing to God, and on top of that, you are trying to you know, show the world, you see what I'm doing. Are you following me? Yeah. God abhors it. And let not your obedience or whatever you do be out of obligation or to please anybody. Where did we see that one? If you see in the Acts of Apostle 5, 1 to 5, we don't have to read it. You know Ananias and who? Because others were doing something and they said, we're going to do it. But when they, wanted, they were doing it, they didn't do it with what? All their heart. And God rejected that. Now, give me Matthew, please, 5. 23, 24. Matthew 5, 23 and 24. Yes. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, uh-huh. leave your gift there before the altar. And go your way. First be reconciled to your brother. Uh-huh. And then come and offer your gift. Otherwise I will not do what? I will not accept it. Even in this ministry. Every ministry needs something. You've never seen me on the air. Only we are preaching about money. It doesn't mean that we don't need any money. But even this. Let me say this to everyone right now. Rather than for you to say I support this ministry. But then you turn around and disobedient. What's God? Don't. There's something that's more important to God. The soul. He doesn't want any soul to perish. That's the most important thing. And that's what he's called me and called all of us to present. Whatever we do in anything. Let me see about this. You know, Cain offered a sacrifice. Right? And Abel offered a sacrifice. But probably Abel did not know much about Cain. Even the parents. But God knew. What did God see? What did God see? The heart of Abel. Abel offered this one. And you can see what God saw. The very moment God rejected Cain's sacrifice, immediately the wickedness that we are hidden, was hidden before, or what? Showed up. Give me Genesis 4.8, please. Genesis 4, 8. Yes. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field uh-huh. that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. You see? See why God rejected the sacrifice? Because the heart was not clean towards others. For so that's something we need to understand. We do not receive because we pray. We do not receive before because we give. I want you to know that right now. We do not. 
Would God bless people who give poor? Of course he will. But God is more what, consigned about obedience than sacrifice. I want everybody to know that. The most important thing to God is a soul. You want people to do that, what is right before him. There is no gift. There is nothing you can give God more than obeying his word. There is nothing anybody can offer unto God more than obeying his word. There's nothing. That's the greatest thing you can do. And God will accept that. And believe me, if you follow the word of God and obey him, then even, you don't need even to pray before God will answer you. Because why? God is God. Who made a statement? He said what? Seek you first the kingdom and all the righteousness. He said, my child, don't worry. All other needs, I will do them for you. And you cannot fail. You will never fail for that. So we don't get, because we pray, we think we pray and pray everything, we just, that's not the issue. We pray more than we obey. All right? Instead of the other way around, we should obey and then pray. Whether we pray or not, God will hear us. Because why? If we are in obedience and in spiritual agreement with God, all things of God are what? Read me John 16, 15, please. John 16, 15. Yes. All things that the Father has are mine. You see, Jesus Christ, all things, heaven and it, they are mine, yes? Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. All things. Think about that. How all things of God are yours. This is what I pray every day. Lord, let me be one with you. Because if God is with you, the devil will bow. I am telling you right now, poverty will bow. Now, you may think, this guy is talking about poverty. Uh, probably, I haven't gotten a million yet. Because you don't know what poverty is. That's why God will provide for his own. He will. Okay? So that is why when we pray and we are in obedience, and not only because we are in obedience, we better pray according to his will. The first will is what? Pray in obedience. You are in obedience. The second will is what? Be selfless. Don't be selfish for what you are going to use this thing to do. I'm going to do this. God will do this for me. Remember one thing. Have you, have you ever thought about this? Let me see. Most of our expectations are what? Are what? They are all earthly things. I don't know how many times you have given unto God. And your prayer is that, Lord, please touch me and change me and bring me closer to you. Whenever we say we're giving something and we have expectation, it's what God will do for us here. We forget the, the one that's the most important thing for God is our soul. Because if you get that one, you have gotten everything else. Okay? Give me John 15, 7. And we are closing in a minute. John 15, 7. Yes. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Just abide in me, my word abides in you. He didn't say, pray. Are you following me? Because yeah. we pray, man, we pray a lot. I wish we can even obey one thought of what I will pray. It would be so wonderful. He said, the only way you're going to get whatever you ask of me, you'll give it to you that you abide in me and abide in you. Okay? And how do we abide in him? Give me 1 John, please, 3, 24. 
First John 3, 24. Yes. Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him. That's the one who abides in him. And who received from him? Don't worry, don't worry about that. Who received from you? Read me verse 22. John 3, 22. Yes. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Whatever we ask, we receive from him because we pray. And hold vigil all night. And speak about this and this and that all night. That doesn't get anywhere. If anybody say we receive because we do what, what pleases him in his own eyes. We obey him. We obey him. So I'm going to come up there and move on. When you do that, that's giving unto, without expectations. Knowing fully well, God cannot fail. So spiritually, when I say that, what I was trying to say that I want you to appreciate, as I do appreciate, what God has done in my life. So whatever I do, let it be what? Act of love and gratitude for what God has done for me. And that's why I say that, that I'm not saying you should not expect anything. Of course you know. You can expect something, but let not your expectation quench the spirit of the living God to operate. May the Lord bless you. As I promised, it was going to be very, very short and brief so we can do our in-house services here. May the Lord Almighty keep you and bless you. Keep us in prayers, as I said. And I pray and I know that the Lord will be glorified in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this message from Today Evangelical Ministries. We would love to receive your feedback and stay connected with you. So send us your comments or questions through our website on our Contact Us page or by sending an email to info at tmonline.org. Our web address is tmonline.org. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. God bless you.